everybody in Tony J. Socatillo joined by the first ever quad box for the Fancy Firebox. Joined as always by John Coker, bringing back Jason Sullivan and bringing a newcomer in, Mr. Dan Green. Dan has been, uh, again, has been in my ear on my phone with lineups and picks. If I say, you know what, it's time to bring him in the fray. So first of all, I go to you, Jason. How was your Thanksgiving? How is everything going? And what's new, my man? It was great. Uh, I had some pretty good lineups last week. A lot of Tyreek Hill, which definitely helped the cause. Uh, went with the Tampa and Kansas City stack in a lot of my lineups, so that really helped the cause. So yeah, good week so far, and uh, looking forward to week thirteen. Yeah, man, it was a lot of a lot of interesting. I should say bad performances for a lot of people uh, in week 12, uh, but week 13, let's let, let's hope that we see a little more of the norm, not what we've seen last week, uh, but we'll get into that real soon. We're going to get into a lot of stuff. We're talking a little Chris Godwin, a little Austin Eckler. Uh, we're going to talk about our, our, our normal fantasy roulette, some DFS locks, some undervalued, overvalued bunch of players. Uh, you know, let's just start off right off the bat. I want to start off with the Austin Eckler because you know, I'm a firm believer. I do not like to start players off of soft tissue injuries. I don't like to start players who, you know, we weren't sure, especially Anthony Lynn, who has, con- has consistently just done everything except what we expect him to do when it comes to the running back position. So we had a lot of questions. JC, you remember, I had a lot of questions on Sunday. Should I start Austin Eckler? I, and I was like, no, I wouldn't start. If you have a viable option, I would start him instead. But if you have to start him, start him. 16 receptions? 16 receptions? Like, are you kidding me? Like, who would have seen that coming? I mean, going forward, uh, Jason, you feel, I mean, is this, is he back completely? Are, are we back on the Austin Eckler wagon once again? You know what? I feel like you have to be. Um, like you said, 16, I think it was 16 targets last week. I had to get 11. 16 catches. targets. I'm sorry. So, I mean, oh, Anytime you get 11 receptions, a running back getting 11 receptions in a game, that's wild. So, yeah, I'm all on board for that. He still had 14 rushes. He didn't really do much. I think he had like 45 yards, something like that. So he didn't really do a ton with his legs. But anytime you're getting 16 targets, you sign me up for that. Yeah, it's the the volume alone, right? The volume alone. It's crazy. And, Tone, if I can interject, um, towards the uh, kickoff time, we got an announcement that Balazs wasn't playing. So that that kind of – that kind of made me uh, kick myself, and I quickly entered him in a few lineups. So from that perspective, he saved me a little bit. But that's where I kind of went against the grain. I, I, I'm 100% on board with you. I do not like playing playing players as soon as I get back from an injury. Ertz is coming back this week. Um, I, even if even though it's the Eagles, yeah. I still want to see what the, what a guy can do after coming back from such a hiatus. But uh, he was a beast, and I also texted you during the game. It looked to me, and you guys can uh, let me know if you saw the same thing. When he was running, he looked like he was limping a little bit. Yeah, trying, you know, you, you, you mentioned that to me. You, but, you mentioned that to me. I, I didn't but, notice that. But, but in the game, the, the guy was a beast, so he, he, he fought through it, and hopefully he's just going to get stronger each week. I love him yeah. this week. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you make a good point about Balazs because that's when everything kind of changed, right? Absolutely. You heard Kalen Balazs was going to play. Everybody's like, all right, and when we got to put Eckler in. We have to put him in. I, I still didn't put him in. I know. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I unfortunately, I wrote Dalvin Cook, which, again, we're not wrong with that. I paid the 9200 I upped the ante. I, I, you know, me and Dan, we sat back and forth. How do we get Cooper Cup in? How do we get – like, and I was so happy I was able to get it, and a lot of sucked. Like, I <laughs> and Cook in half my lineups. And yeah. and and Murray by himself doubled their 
totals. It's just one of those weeks. You, there's nothing you can do. You got to play your studs. If you, if you knew in advance that you could squeeze Kamara and Cook in your lineup, how could you not do it? And and, and my other players weren't bad, but uh, Murray, you know, Murray, Murray is where I kicked myself because I was Murray Hill, Murray or Hill, Murray or Hill. And again, Tony and I had this conversation. I said, Tony, why are we in love with Hill when we weren't in love with Gurley? And Gurley's out, so Hill's going to be the godsend for the Atlanta Falcons. So anyway, it was it was still a it was it's still a value play. So that's from that perspective, you had to try it. But I I pulled Murray out of a few lineups for Hill. So I, that's that's where you kind of kick yourself. That's a good call because and that, that's where the value was, right? We, you know, Latavius Murray. Uh, I do you remember, Danny? Remember what number he was at? I don't even remember what number he was at, but it was low. He was a thousand less than Hill. Yeah, I, I and I mean Hill was four thousand. That means you're getting Latavius Murray at three thousand. I mean that's an unbelievable no, player. A hundred. Oh, still yeah. thirty nine hundred, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's still that's still a great play. Uh, yeah. You know, you have to go with that value now. I, you know, I, another guy I liked last week was Frank Gore at forty three hundred. Um, you know, and again, listen, he didn't score a touchdown. But he got 18 carries. He got three catches. I mean, he had 74 yards rushing. He had, I think, two catches for 12 yards. But at $4,300, if I can get a flex play, God's going to give me 10 to 15 points, I'm all in. I don't care if you play for the Jets or not. There's right. nobody behind Frank Gore. Nobody. Tyron Johnson got two carries last week. Uh, Josh Adams got one carry last week. Okay, so that means that Frank Gore is the guy. And I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, John, I don't know how you feel about this, but – I really think Frank Gore can really be a, a legitimate flex option going down the stretch no matter who the Jets play. Just for the simple fact, like you always say, John, all about value, all about volume. There's nobody there to take the ball away from Frank Gore, is there? No. I mean, the P. Ryan experiment never worked out. I don't know. They, they, were, they didn't want to give him the ball in the first place, like all along until there was too much pressure on him. So, look, Gore's back at it, getting getting his workload, you know what I mean, catching a few balls. That offense is just so bad. I wouldn't be happy with him in my flex. If I get if he's my number 4, or number 5 back and I get hit with injuries or whatever, you can plug him in. I'm not going to be happy about it. He got, you know, he has a high floor, but he got a low ceiling. He's not, it's not like he's going to burst out. Like the best game you could hope for is 60 yards, two catches and a touchdown, which is fine. That's like, yeah. that's like the cap. So it's all depends what you want him for. I mean, 4,400 ain't bad this week. You know is what's funny about Frank Gore too? Is- yeah. 4,400? Well, 4, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know what's funny about Frank Gore is he's one of the only players in fantasy that's floor and ceiling is pretty much the same. Like he's not going to score less than 10, but not going to score more than like 14. So his floor and his ceiling are about the same. Yeah. 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 You know what though? And and, and like to John with John's point, I mean, actually both of your point with John said, depends on, you know, what you want to spend. Listen, you know, if he stays at that four to $4,500 number, I mean, if you get a guy guaranteed 10 to 14 points every single week, sign me up for that. I'm in right. Um, Because one of those weeks he's going to score. And he is going to give you a twenty, and that could be the difference of you know you winning or losing your 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 uh, perspective contest that week. So uh, I just listen. Thirty seven years old, I just got to tip my hat to him, man. Still doing it, right? 
still doing, looking good, still looks good, still running the rock, still bowing over people. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Dude plays next year too. That's it's crazy. Like I, I, somebody will pick his ass up, and he will play somewhere again at thirty-eight years old. It's just, it, it, it's mind-boggling. It is. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum the high play that nobody took last week, which I, I know I'm in the, this DFS analyst league and it, it, it's pretty rough. I mean, there, there's guys from ESPN and, and Rotowire and I listen, it's, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be repping a station and a lot of pressure. Dan, you think you were sweating tonight? Every week I put that line up and I'm like, all right, here it goes. The first thing Sean says to me on Tuesday, where'd you finish? Where'd you finish? Like, all right, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Right. So, at the end of the day, though, nobody took Derrick Henry. 20 guys, not one owner took Derrick Henry. And everybody had Dalvin Cook. So what were the odds that Derrick Henry was going to go off against the Indianapolis Colts? I mean, Dan, did you, did you well, see that coming? No, but here, here's, here's where I'm kicking myself. I, I hear an echo here. I, I was so focused on the, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore fiasco, the whole Denver fiasco that the Annapolis Colts lost two huge interior linemen for this game. And I found out too late. If you knew that Derrick Henry is going to not have to go against Buckner, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, uh, I would have slid him in my lineup. But I, I, I didn't. didn't know that I, yeah, they, they two guys with COVID. I even think a linebacker went out. So they're, they're, they, had two, they had three people up the middle. Off the, off, the, off the defense. I found out after the fact, and then I was like, oh, man. I found it too late. So, I, 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 I mean, obviously no one expects a guy to score three touchdowns. And right there, if you if you didn't have Derrick Henry in your lineup, you were pretty much blown out of the water unless you had Tyreek Hill in your lineup. Yeah. And, oh. then, and then one of the leagues where I was doing great, I had Brady, Evans, Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm going up against a guy that had Mahomes, Hill, and Henry in his lineup. Jeez. So somehow he finagged, and he and he had, and he had Murray as one of his low end flex players. Oh, so the guy won a hundred grand. You know, easy. Oh man, I'll tell you that's a great call by the, the Colts. I did not know that. Jason, were you aware of that at all with the lineman going out? You know, I heard that there was one that was going to be out, and then I heard the second one was out right at the beginning of the game. So yeah, I was kind of kicking myself too. I think I, I played eight lineups. <clears throat> I think I played him in Derrick Henry in one or two, but I wish I. If I'd have known that, I would have played him in at least four or five. Yeah, wow. I would have two on that one. Exactly. I'll tell you, man. I, it, it, this is what people understand. I mean, every single one of us here, we have a family, we have children, we have things that we do. But I'll tell you, man. I you know I do a show. It starts at nine thirty, and I literally my Sunday morning now consists. I wake up at eight a.m. I'm in front of this computer for an hour and a half. I'm ready, and I don't move until usually about quarter to one, and that's to take a quick pee break, grab something to drink, and get ready for the red zone at one o'clock. It's like so. I don't. I I can't believe I'm pissed now that I missed that because I 100 percent like you. Did, I would have definitely put him in, well, and I probably would have won. Well, that's oh. what we have, that's what you have to do in today's age. I mean, this year with COVID, <sighs> you've got to be on your toes. I mean, we're always looking, like, how many of us were waiting to see what's going to happen with Julio Jones up until yep. last second? Rappaport yep. says he's out. Ooh, that's that's a relief. I don't have to worry about, you know, making that decision. But with the COVID stuff, you just have to stay on top of things or a moment like that will pass you by. 
No, you're right. It really will. Uh, it's crazy how quick it, it's crazy. Not only how the decisions come out, but how quick your your strategy can change on the fly. This has absolutely been a year like no other. And for people that can be productive and win, I, I'll tell you, we we have to do a lot of work in order to get a final product on a piece of paper, and you know, to get everything matched up. And unlike any other year. But let, let, let's speak to this. Keep on the same conversation. And and Dan, you mentioned Tampa Bay. Jason, explain to me why Chris Godwin is the forgotten man in Tampa Bay. It, it, like, what is it? Is there too many mouths to feed? Is it just Brady? Is it maybe because Brady's not throwing the deep ball? Like we all knew that he couldn't. Like, what's going on with Chris Godwin? You know what's funny? I, I think there is too too many miles to feed. It's like they have three elite receivers, which is a, a little bit of a problem. It's a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time. Brown's going to get his targets. Evans getting pretty much all the red zone targets, which leaves pretty much you know Godwin's just pretty much the stick mover at this point. He's he's getting the short routes. He's he. I mean, he had a decent week last week. I think he had like ninety six yards receiving or something. Not not terrible, but he's not getting the red zone looks that he was before. Right. So yeah, that's a hard team to figure out. It seems like. Like I said, Evans is going to get Evans is going to get the the red zone targets, but he's not doing much else. So yeah, I don't know. I've been having a hard time trying to figure out which one to play out of those guys. It's it's crazy, John. What like can we? Here's the thing. I think Ronald Jones. When you look at him, he looks like number one. He's a beast. Number two, I think he's probably the most talented player on that team. To be honest with you, uh, I just don't think they use him to the best because they're so worried about Leonard Fournette. Even though you know he's dropping on, it's like they 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 feel you know ownership or they feel like they owe Leonard Fournette something. I don't know why, but Ronald Jones is just. He's hit or miss to me. He's not consistent, um, but I feel like he could be. Like, if let me ask this, John. If you, if Ronald Jones, say Ronald Jones is getting twenty-two to twenty-three touches a week, is he a top ten running back for sure in fantasy? I don't know about top ten. Um, it's yeah, it's about the mouse to feed. What the game plan is? Brady's running the show out there. Um, you know, you, you have guys all over the place. They have the most well-rounded offense in the league when you look at those three receivers with that tight end and the two running backs. And you got a guy that could read the field and read the game better than probably anyone active now. I mean, just with his experience. Mahomes may have the better athleticism at this point, but Brady knows how to read a field much better. He just doesn't have the sling. You know what I mean? Like Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you got to get AB in a rhythm. So he's getting five to six balls. You're looking at Mike Evans for the big hits down in down in the end zone. You're hitting Gronk up the seam a few times. You know what I mean? Ronald Jones bursts one out. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And you know, don't forget about Cameron Brait. You know, always showing up to steal a touchdown or something in a in a clutch time. Um, touchdown stealer. He is. So I don't know about top ten, but I like him definitely top 20 top 15 depending on matchup yeah i just I, I just think the way he plays and the style that he has is you know it, he just reminds you of a really really good fantasy uh, producer i just don't think they use them the right way whether it be mouths to feed or not i you know i think that's one of the reasons why tampa bay has been so inconsistent because their game plan is like kind of off and i we kind of alluded to that a little bit last night on a heat ratio when we talked about uh, uh, Mr. Laser Tag himself, Bruce Arians, which we'll get that picture out uh, next week, but um, it, it's just it's funny, Jason. Like we're we're sitting there talking, and and I'm like, you know, did you ever notice the the B 
big like freaking backpack Bruce Arians is wearing. Like it looks like a pacemaker. It looks like he's playing laser tag. Like he's the only coach <laughs> in the NFL that does that. I just don't know why. Yeah, but... Wear him on his head too. Yeah, so. it, exactly. It, you know, and, and, yeah, I remember you commented that. It's, it's so funny. He just looks off as a head coach. But hey, whatever. We're talking fast tonight anyway. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, listen. There's a lot. It, it's like one of those things where you know Mike Evans is definitely his number one receiver. There's no doubt about it. He goes to Mike Evans all the time, but you're slowly seeing Antonio Brown really starting to take over these games here and there. And I, I'll tell you what, I, I think down the stretch, what's going to happen is I think Brady's just going to start airing it out to, to Antonio Brown all day long. And it's just going to be an Antonio Brown, Tom Brady show. I really feel that's going to be that to me. That's just going to happen eventually, and I think that's going to kind of smooth things over as well. But Tampa is the—I picked Tampa to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and it's not looking good right now. It's just not looking good right now, uh, w- without a doubt. And uh, Andre, what's up, Andre? Checking to say Tampa is inconsistent because no one knows who's running the team, the coach or the quarterback. Huh. Sounds like something here, Andre. That sounds like a Philadelphia <laughs> comment, brother. Okay. Oh my God. But anyway, that's a great point, though. Yeah, he's absolutely right. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. And we didn't. Here's the thing: when we, I guess we looked over that because you know Brady, in and for most of us anyway, is the goat. And when you have a guy that's that good, you you figure he can go in any system, play under any coach, play with any kind of offensive formula. But it just shows now that. Him and Bruce are not on the same page. And, you know, and, and again, it's something that Brady's not accustomed to. It's something that Bruce isn't accustomed to. So they really have to get through this because they have a fantastic defense, even though Todd Bowles has been inconsistent week to week. But they, they, they have enough on that defense to get by. So we'll see what happens, especially uh, going forward. Another guy I want to talk about is Alvin Kamara. And it looks like, you know, for some reason, I thought, again, another guy, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, they're going to lean on a running game in a sense that the throwing to the running backs, not the running, not the handoffs to the running backs. And Alvin Kamara got nothing. Uh, you know, if Taysom Hill is continues to be the quarterback, which he will, obviously, until Drew Brees comes back, Dan, do you see Alvin Kamara getting his value hurt that much for the rest of the year? I, I do. I think I, Hill's an automatic vulture as a result of – him being in lineup. I mean, he's, he's a running back inside the 20 yard line. Um, Mary, Mary statistically only has a few less carries per game than Kamara. And last game in particular, that was, that was, it was, it was garbage time. So why would you, why would you even have Kamara in the game at a certain point? You know, he's had injury issues. So yeah, it's definitely a concern. I mean, that's uh, that's Breeze's security blanket. It's not Taysom Hills because Taysom Hill, He's his, he's his own security blanket. So um, I, I do. I would I would have concerns. That being said, <laughs> you, you, you use him if you can. If his value starts <laughs> to drop a tad, I, I I don't know if he's ever going to drop significantly from that because he's got the rep. But I'd be concerned for sure. Yeah, I think especially when when you take these guys, you know, number one, number two, number three. I mean, you're riding them all year long. I mean, especially you're getting. I mean, we're talking playoff time. I mean, this is for most people. This is your last regular season in fantasy, right? You and it's like it's a big decision this week. You know, like like I'm I'm watching the DeAndre Swift news at JC. You're a Detroit guy, so you know I I just can't believe 
He's, you know, first of all, he comes out of nowhere two weeks ago on concussion protocol. And now we're right. still unsure if he's going to play from a concussion two weeks. Like, is there something else going on that we don't know? Or it's just taking a long time for this guy to recover? No, I think it's just taking a long time. It sounds like he is going to play this week, though. I know he's been practicing, so it sounds like it's uh, trending in the right direction. But, yeah, that's weird, really weird. You know, I want to touch on Kamara, too, real quick. What you were just yeah, saying. man. Um, I kind of – I looked it up right before we started. 8.3 points in two games, you know, per game with a hill. 27 per game with three oh. in there. That's just crazy. It's just like – like You know, the touches wow. in the running game, like, like Dan said, the touches in the running game are about the same. You know, he's going to get 14 or 15 carries a game. But the difference is the targets. Three targets in two games with Hill playing quarterback when he's averaging almost nine a game when Breeze is playing quarterback. So, I mean, they're not involving him in the receiving game at all, which I thought would be the exact opposite, which what they would do. But it's weird. That's a major problem. That's a major problem. If you're, if you're Alvin Kamara number, those numbers that you just read off, that's a major major problem. It's something that you really have to keep an eye on. You might have to make a tough decision. I mean, listen, there was another tough decision I got asked a couple times this week. You know, and stick on the same team. And John, I'll come to you. Do I start Michael Thomas or do I start Justin Jefferson this week? And it's like you know, we thought Michael Thomas was back the uh, the previous week. You know, he he he's getting you nineteen twenty fantasy points, and then he kind of lays an egg again this week, right? Justin Jefferson, as much as I love the guy, he's really good, but except you know. Adam Thielen's back this week. So, and if you look at when Adam Thielen's there, it's week to week with Justin. He's either really good or really bad. So, John, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, this week coming up, who, you know, this is playoff week, week 13. If, if you had to go with your lock, who is it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, that's if, a tough one. <laughs> truthfully, look, if, if it's my fantasy team, I'm going Michael Thomas because – if I lose the game, I would rather lose with Michael Thomas in there than with Justin Jefferson in there. You put Jeff, Justin Def you're going to kick yourself because you're you're thinking you're overthinking it if it works out that way. So I stick with Michael Thomas and cross my fingers. I like that. I I mean I understand it, and I'm usually I'm usually the same uh, under the same kind of logic, but for this one this time. I actually go Justin Jefferson, and the only reason is I'm looking at the matchup, and I'm just looking at the overall game plan. I mean, Jason just read the numbers about what, what the, the kind of offense Taysom Hills is running out there with Sean Payton. Dan alluded to the same kind of thing. I, I just I can't trust him. And if I need a win, I, I, I know as much as I, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, but I just know he is going to air it out enough. Justin Jefferson will be open enough for me. So I, I would actually go Justin Jefferson over Michael Thomas this week. Dan, what do you think? I, I lean more John. Uh, I've always had a, a mantra. You just you, – you never rest your studs. You got, you, got to live, you got to live with your studs. Um, and Michael Thomas is an absolute stud. But look who his quarterback is. So I, I I get the yin and yang with this. But at the end of the day, like John said, if you lose playing your stud, at least you can sleep at night. And you also said Thielen's coming back, and you don't know what you're going to get either. And both have great matchups this week as well. They do. They do. I was going to say that you have Atlanta, who's not very good, you know, for, for Michael Thomas. And you have Jacksonville, who stinks you know, for Minnesota going up against them. So, Jason, you, you kind of feel the same way? 
Yeah, I do. I think I'd go Michael Thomas. I think a lot of what he didn't do last week was because of that game strip. I mean, Denver didn't have any yeah. quarterback. So, I mean, all their quarterbacks were out. They pretty much ran the ball. They didn't score any points. So, it was kind of a weird game script. They're, you know, they weren't the Saints weren't first forced to do too much. They got up, you know, I think it was like 17 nothing super early in that game. So, I think that changed what they were planning on doing a little bit, but I'd go Thomas, but I don't feel good about it. And you know what's funny about Jefferson is that Kirk Cousins has actually been a lot better the past like three or four weeks. I love so this week. I like him in a lot, and I yep. like him in DFS a lot. Um, but I think yep. season long, I think you go Michael Thomas. You got to stick with the stud. Like you know, said. it's funny you say that about Kirk because every year, like last year specifically, I'd pick Kirk Cousins up and for a, a three-week stretch where he was just on fire. And, and he's not going to do it all year, but when you could get him in that right slot – he is and, and and right now could this is another week against Jacksonville. They're not a very good team. They they've packed in anyway. Come on. Mike Glennon as their quarter just think they've already fired their GM, they're cleaning the house. That team is gone, man. That team is gone. And Mike Zimmer, he's playing for his job. And and, and we also don't know. You know, Dalvin Cook did come out of that game. He got banged up a little bit. Maybe they start the, you know, they kind of ease back the workload just a little bit this week. They let Kirk Cousins throw the ball a little more. Um, but let, let, you know, speaking of Kirk Cousins, I I, I got to give some props. I know it's a fantasy show, and we're going to stick to fantasy. But you know, I, I mentioned Kirk Cousins because I got to give props to Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, and the reason why is because last year is one of the reasons Kirk Cousins actually. Did have a decent year because the fans didn't let him throw the freaking ball, right? And we're and because all he wanted to do was run the ball, which is exactly what he's doing in Cleveland. I mean, this this see what he is doing and turning that franchise around in one year is unbelievable. I, I didn't think he was that good of a coach. I didn't. I knew he was going to have the pieces out there. And the reason why I mentioned this because of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield again. Listen, last week I let everybody know he's my value play of the week, uh, and he balled out that. Three weeks before that, he he barely eclipsed ten fantasy points. Last week, he he, he got over twenty. Two, I think it's two fifty eight, two touchdowns. And I think this week is another Baker Mayfield week. I think it's another good matchup. It's another matchup where he's going to throw the ball more than we're used to. Everybody seems to forget. I understand they don't have OBJ, but Jarvis, Jarvis Landry is very capable of being a number one wide receiver. They have a two-headed monster at tight end. Say what you want about Austin Hooper. I still think he's not worth the money. He's still a legitimate tight end. And you have Harrison Bryant that you're actually developing as well. right? You have it in Juku that if he could just stay healthy, he's a beast in the red zone. And then you have Hunt and you have Chubb. I mean, Everything is aligned for Baker Mayfield. I mean, Dan, Baker Mayfield to me. Well, oh, go ahead, John. Why are you laughing? No, all, all I want to say is you said, yes, they have all these pieces. What they don't have is a number one quarterback. That's the problem. Wait, wait a minute. What's wrong? Yeah, wait, wait, no, wait. But here's the thing, though. You don't need one. If, you, if you're used to – listen – that's why I love Kevin. That's why I love Kevin Stefanski. I, I know it sounds like I'm blowing him, but uh, <laughs> right, I, it does. I, I mean, it does. But but the thing is, is you look at what he does. He knows. Listen, I I can't win throwing the ball forty times a game. So what do I do? You know, just like Kirk Cousins, he knew last year he couldn't win throwing thirty times a game. So he zoned it in. He said, "Listen." We're only going to throw 18 to 22 times a game and run the crap out of the ball, which is why you uh, – that's what I'm saying. John, I don't think you need that number one guy. You don't. Baker, listen, Baker could win you a lot of playoff games, man. I, I, I'm telling you. It, I, I, you 
say what you want. John, you know me, right? You, I, I, I'm just telling you, go with your gut, right? Everybody everybody always says I'm nuts. But think about it. If you look at his schedule and you look the way that they're playing, I mean, listen, if, if you have a guy on your team, say you had Carson Wentz. I don't know why you would have him. But say you had Carson Wentz, or ba- right? Oh, you're not starting Baker. Matt Stafford. I'm starting Baker over Matt Stafford. Every day, every week, I'm starting him over Matthew Stafford, right? Well, they're I'm not allowing away. him to make mistakes. That's the, he, he's doing. He's gonna yes. he's gonna thrive off a of play action. So they're they're running the ball nonstop. They got two incredible running backs, Oof. and then and they've got and then they and they could just live off a of play action. So that that makes he's the quintessential game manager with a little flair, and I th- I think I agree. I, I love him and Jarvis Landry this week. Love yeah. him. I do too. I do too, and and I know it's gonna be catch up ball. It might be catch up ball too. So you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely. Right. And you know what's funny with Baker's number on DraftKings? It hasn't changed. Last week he was fifty three hundred. This week he's fifty three hundred. So it's amazing. I mean, he went up in value, but his numbers, you know, are are, are not re- reflecting that, which is kind of odd. So he's another value play. What do you think, Jason? No, I agree with you too. Um, I'm a Baker guy, but uh, he hasn't been good in the past year and a half, honestly. And, and like right. you said, they're, he's just he just asked to manage the game, which I think that plays through a strong suit. Like Dan said, they have two absolute stud running backs. They're going to run the ball, and he's going to throw the ball 18, 23 times a game, which is all he needs to do. And he's not that team's honestly, for whatever reason, better without Beckham. I, I don't know why, but yeah. it was like that uh, a couple he, years ago, and it's like that yeah. now. He's That offense just looks better without uh, OBJ, which is weird. That is weird. That, I, I don't understand that. You know, I, I don't because – you know, I you know, I know, John. You shake your head. You 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 get that. You have a do you, do you have something for that? Do you think or you know a reason why? No, no, I just, I'm <laughs> no, no. The way you were shaking, I was thinking, I was thinking, no, because I, I, I want to hear it. That's all. I, I no, didn't know. No, I know. I no, I have no idea. I have no I, idea. It's odd. It's just really odd when you have a, a guy of that caliber. He, he he still is uber talented. Say what you want. I don't know what he's going to be now. I mean, you just don't know when you tear an ACL how you're going to come back, which kind of sucks. Uh, you know, I was on record for saying that I would have taken him. I would have traded my first-round pick if I was a Philadelphia Eagles for him uh, this year in a draft. And, and listen, I would have had him instead of Jalen Rager. So I think I would have been making out. But um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, OBJ, see what happens next year. But, yeah, Cleveland, it, listen, Baker just has to be a game manager. Um, you know, he really does. And, and if he does that, he he limits the mistakes. That's the thing. You, you, you can't because Baker will play hero ball. Right, he definitely will. You will allow him to do that um, if he does that. But as long as you can zone him in, uh, he he should absolutely uh, be okay. One hundred percent. I mean, let let's clarify a little bit. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a very good game manager, but he he's he's still. Did you see that throw he missed uh, in the red zone where he had the tight end? I mean, he he still makes some very sloppy ah, throws. So yes. I, let's not confuse people that that he's the next you know next coming of. Uh, Kyler Murray, or actually, he, he's he's actually <laughs> oh, a, no, I'm not. I, I I don't want to insult Baker that much, um, like calling him Carson. But um, oh. listen, listen, I, I, we we promise not to bring that name up today, right? No, but, I, um, hear you. I hear you. No, nobody <laughs> held on and hope as long as I did with with that guy, but he 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 kicked me where it hurt. But anyway, B- Baker's a game manager who has to live off a of play action. If, if you're that my little concern about if you're forced to throw the ball and then the def- defense isn't uh, 
afraid of Chubb and Hunt anymore getting the rock and they're and they're and they're waiting for the throw, then you could have trouble with Baker Mayfield. It's but if he's and, and they and they know their identity more than most teams in football. Their identity is to run the ball, like like Tony said. I mean, they don't deviate from that, and that's kind. They're they're kind of they're, they're kind of mirror um, Tennessee to that to that extent. Tannehill's turned into a, a very solid quarterback. That I I know Tony and I aren't in agreement with this. I don't think you should sleep on Tannehill. He is a very reliable quarterback. Again, thriving off of play action because of Derrick Henry. I, I didn't know if you wanted to transition there, but. I, I like I like Tannehill, and um, I see I see similarities between those two clubs. So Gene Gene checking in. Gene, it's good podcast. Wire to wire, checking it out. I think he goes live tonight. Good dude out there, man. They do some good things. Uh, he says Tennessee has no pass rush. They are bottom three in sacks in the league. I love the over in that game. So uh, basically, what you said, Dan, they're going to be playing. Cleveland's going to be playing from behind. Uh, they're going to be throwing up a lot of points, probably. Uh, you know, Tannehill make a good point. I. I'm not in love with him, uh, but I think in these type of matchups, if you could pick the right matchup like this, I think he could be very serviceable, especially at the number that that he's getting. Uh, AJ Brown, uh, you know, another guy that we're gonna like going into this game, right? Uh, You know, uh, even Corey Davis. Corey Davis has a value value fit with that team. One hundred percent. I mean, and we we came into this league. I mean, a league. We came into this year expecting big things again out of Corey Davis, hoping last year was a mirage. Started out week one, looked really good. Then he kind of, you know, he didn't have a great week today. He got hurt a little bit. He come back. Looks like he's he's being very consistent, which is a a really good thing for that team. Are you there? I think did, did everybody hear me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now my mic caught out for a second. Dro- drop the mic on that comment. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, right. It wasn't even a good comment too. It kind of sucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> not like your kicker analysis of last week. Oh, yeah. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, listen. One other guy I want to get into before we start getting into our DraftKings value plays is is Cam Akers. And he's a guy that I brought up about four weeks ago. If everybody doesn't listen, uh, you know, obviously I do a little thing on Fox Sports every every day, and I pick certain guys I like the profile. And, and Cam Akers is one of those guys. And, I, and I've said this before. I'll say it again. John knows. We both are in agreement. The way you get on the field as a rookie running back is you know how to pass protect and you know how to hold on to the ball. And it's something that Cam Akers wasn't able to do. They drafted him to be the guy, but they weren't comfortable with him being the guy. But slowly but surely, the last three weeks, he's becoming the guy. And last week was his best week, 84 yards and a score. Now, I understand that we could say it's a committee between Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, but I am telling you my own belief, Cam Akers is the number one guy on this team. And in the next week or two, it's going to continue that he is going to get the lion's share of these carries. Do you guys agree, John? I'll go to you first. Do you agree, Cam Akers? Will he finally be the number one running back for the Rams? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We're going to continue seeing the exact same thing. Him and Henderson getting about ten apiece in some way, shape, or form. Plus, or you know, plus one or two. Brown's going to get a little bit of his. Um, Henderson will get a couple catches. Brown's going to get fewer carries, but more of the goal line. I still think. I don't think anything has changed from what we've seen for 12 weeks. You're rolling the dice with any of them. 
I can't stand Malcolm Brown. He just comes in and steals everything. He's not even that good. I can, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can give it that. I like Henderson a little bit. At least he's flashy, but Malcolm Brown's so boring. Like, like, like why is he even stealing carries at this point? But I don't know. Jason, are you, you kind of agree with John, or do you think that Cam Akers can kind of be the guy going forward? You know what? I agree with John, kind of. Um, the I think the most alarming thing is that, yeah, he had, the production was there last week, 84 and a touchdown, but only nine rushing attempts. That's what worries me the most. Like like John said, they're, they're each getting about 10 a game. That's not going to – I like volume at running back. And, um, yeah, just nine – I mean, he had five rushing attempts two weeks ago and nine this past week. That kind of makes me a little bit nervous. I still think it's very much a committee there. No, so, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, away. That's a good point. Dan, you feeling the same way? I am. I mean, I, I wouldn't hang my hat on him. Um, he has good value this week. He's 4,500, but um, I, I, I lean towards – John and Jason, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable um, hanging my hat on that guy. Well, See, and the, the yeah. only reason why he, he, he had one long run. I mean, outside of that, he's averaging 3.9 yards a carry. He's not catching balls. Like, I mean, that's, that's the reality. He had one run. It's true. If you, if you don't get one run, one good run in 40 to 50 carries, you shouldn't even be playing. You know, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, somebody, you could somehow find a hole. You know, once out of 50 carries. So um, it was a good point. No, it's a good point. 100%. It's a good point. So let's uh, say one one more point about him is that, yeah, like, like John just said, only one catch in the past two weeks. So they're not targeting him in the past game at all. So he's pretty much one dimensional, which kind of worries me a little bit. That is true. Well, I'm glad you brought the passing game up because it's going to segue me right to my next challenge for you guys. And that is staying on the same team. Are we going is Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? the more consistent receiver going down the stretch because it feels like it's week to week with these guys. You know, Cooper Cup did nothing last week. Again, you know, he's elite the week before. I mean, can we try? I, I don't know who to pick. I don't. I mean, and if you look at the numbers, I mean, they they, they, they both have decent numbers, but it's the consistency is just not there. And I know a lot of it has to do with Jared Goff because, you know, he has a lot of issues that Carson Wentz has, but he's obviously looked better this year than Carson Wentz. Uh, but at the same time, it's so hard to pick one of these guys. Uh, and, and obviously, you're not starting both of them now. Obviously, if you're a DFS, we're talking a little different, but traditional, I don't think Mate, did, did anybody ever start two wide receivers in the same team on a traditional fantasy league? Oh, not traditional, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. tra- like think about it. Maybe, maybe back in the day with like uh, Anquan Bolden and and Larry Fitz, maybe uh, you know, who could have maybe Tory Holt Holden and Bruce. Isaac Bruce, right? Yeah. Or or who was uh, Indianapolis? Uh, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, maybe man. Yeah, Car- I, 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 Carter and Moss. Carter and Moss. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There's a fancy connection right there. Just saying. <laughs> Woo. Man, that, that that could be electric, man. That could be electric. But uh, Jason, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, who who you leaning on? You know what? I don't think I've ever gotten Cooper Cup right in four years of playing DFS, so I might not be the right person to ask about this. Um, I'll let you know if I'm playing him, and if I am playing Cooper Cup, you don't play him. Oh, I like this. So if you're playing cup, I play Woods. That's the way we got to do this. Correct. That's right. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? Because me and you went back and forth now, with this last week. I, I love them both, honestly. And when I'm when I'm doing my multiple lineups, if if one of the wide receiver slots has Woods' price, he's in. If one of the slots has Cup's price, he's in. But if if you're going, if you're asking me straight up, if I had a gun to my head, I go Woods because 
They use him in a lot of jet sweep packages, and he's dangerous as a runner too. Um, so he's gotten, you know, so he has that, he has that advantage. He's, he's more explosive. Cooper's the more, I and mean, you can't even say the possession receiver goes to Cooper because that last game, I think they both, two, two weeks ago, they both caught like 10, 11 balls apiece. So yeah, they're, they're both volume catchers when they're on, but I, I, I lean, I lean woods. He's more explosive. Yeah, I, I like that. I didn't even I didn't even put to, together the scenario of being a better runner, which is is a great great three jet sweeps a game. Yeah, see that's yeah. that's something you can't make up for, man. That's 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 like the Curtis Samuels, you know, kind, kind you know kind of thing where you're going with that. You know that he could be a runner. I mean, it's 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 a shame, but uh, you know it's it's what you got to do. Go ahead, John. What's up? No, I will say this. Yeah, I I agree with the the Woods, but. If I'm going into, let's just say they played Monday night and I can start either Woods or Cup, and if I'm down by 20 points, I'm starting Cup over Woods because I think he has a better chance to explode to get me that win versus Woods. But if you're just talking regular, I would rather have Woods. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That's a good point, though. It's it's it, it's right. Listen, there was a there was a time last year where Cooper Cup was uh, s- consistently putting up elite wide receiver yeah. numbers for fantasy football. Uh, you know, it was like a six seven week period where we're talking is Cooper Cup elite. I mean, because he had that ability, right? Uh, but Robert Woods is coming nowhere. They they pay Robert Woods big money with an extension, so uh, they, they want to get their money's worth. That's for sure. I mean, John, we talk about this every week with your three electric guys out there with Deontay Johnson and and Juju and Claypool this week. Well, who was it today? Juju scores today, right? You just you you can't predict who's going to get the volume with three tremendous guys like we talked about earlier, like Jason said with Tampa Bay. It's just it's so tough to pick right so tough to pick uh leo checking in saying who's your top three locks at what wide receiver and running back uh leo glad you asked that because we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh basically segue right into our DraftKings uh segment right now uh which is where we talk about our values and and guys that we would pay big money for guys that you know we would definitely say these are value guys so you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna start this off and I'm going to go right into, again, t- this week, maybe it was me, but, and John knows, I try to pick out some really bargain basement guys. And we're going to start with quarterbacks. But when I looked at running backs before we get there, I'm just say, there was like nothing. I, I, I don't know why. May, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it was me, but nothing stuck out to me. But uh, just going with the quarterbacks and looking at the overall spot. Now, I will tell you this. Russell Wilson has definitely not played up to expectations over the last few weeks. Uh, But I think this is the week where he's starting up against the New York Giants team at home in Seattle. Uh, You know, Giants team is hurting a little bit. Uh, Daniel Jones is not going to play offensively. You have Colt McCoy, which is horrendous. Uh, But if you look at the top two guys, 7,700 and 7,600, which is Kyle Murray, for me, my lock is Russell Wilson this week. I think he has been quiet way too long. uh, You know, and and I know that we have another guy down there. I'm not going to steal him from everybody. That's probably going to say is their lock, I can guarantee, because who they're playing, but I will say Russell Wilson. For me, Russell Wilson is my lock. Now, when, when we talk about value plays, okay, I'll just give you one, and one of them 
is Philip Rivers. Uh, and again, I know Phil does not put up tremendous numbers week in and week out. You know, again, he's averaging 17 points per week, right? You know, and, and that's respectable when we talk about DraftKings. But if you look at weeks nine through 12, I mean, he had eight points in week nine, but he was playing the Baltimore Ravens. And, and, and since then, he's averaging 20. So this week, Phil Rivers, $5,900 going up against the Houston Texans, which they've already packed it in. They have no defense at all right now. Uh, JJ Watt, I feel sorry for him. He needs to go somewhere else to get a ring. It's never going to be in Houston. Uh, but for me, 5,900, I'm going to go Phillip Rivers. So, Jason, who's your lock and who's your value this week at quarterback? So, my lock of the week, I think this might be the guy that you were uh, saving for us, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. 3,800. I'm sorry, yeah. 6,800. <laughs> yeah. I feel like 3,800 would be awesome, but 6,800, uh, I feel like he's underpriced, way underpriced for what he's done. I feel like he should be up the one or two highest you know, priced quarterbacks for the week. So, yeah, that's definitely my my high-end lock. In terms of value, um, Matt Ryan's 5,600. I know they're playing against a tough matchup against New Orleans, but 5,600, that seems like a cheap price for him, especially if Julio goes. Yeah, and Atlanta's always throwing the ball, right? I mean, it's just – Matty Ice is going to throw the rock. It just is what it is. It just depends on what Matty Ice you get. But, yeah, I, I knew when I see – like, I, I was going Russell. I knew Aaron Rodgers sitting there. That that number, I don't understand why it's so low. I just I, – I don't get it. I, I mean, you're you're going. You you have a Philadelphia Eagles team who's struggling. You know, you know, on a short week for them, going and, and going to Lambeau. And I understand that you're not going to have the cheeseheads, but still, it doesn't matter. You're playing in the frozen tundra, man. You're playing Lambeau, and your team is basically packed it in. Aaron Rodgers is picking people apart right now. So yeah, that's a great pick, Dan. What do you got for locks and values? Well, I also want to add that you have the revenge factor too. Rodgers was not happy losing last year to the Birds. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so, a good point. Add that to the list. Um, I, I, I like Cousins a lot. I love. I like. Ta- I like Tannehill, and I and I love Justin Herbert. Uh, um, when is he not scored twenty points a week, at least? And and he can't win a game. It's and, a shame. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. him. <laughs> first right, of all, right, right, first right. of all, I, I I took notes. I have my Ray Didinger pad right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never seen such a poorly coached game as I did last oh. week. Anthony Lynn's do not. I mean, yeah, he, he was, it was uh, some of the things that, I mean, calling timeouts and then punting. Uh, it was, it was, it was some of the dumb, it was like early, early Doug and Andy Ooh. year stuff. But um, I love Herbert and tying into him. I have a love affair with Keenan Allen. Oh. I, if, if, if I could put him in, in, Every lineup I've ever owned, I would. He's my modern day Musa Muhammad. I just love. Oh, that's an Arizona name, Musa Muhammad. Michigan State Spartan, right there too. Oh, yes, sir. That, yeah, yes, see sir. There. I, I, I love Musa Muhammad. Musa Muhammad. I, I, I digress, but I, I, I love, I love, I, I love Herbert, and I love Keenan Allen, and I think cause I think I think Cousins, and and and, th- and there's the issue is Cousins. He's stacking with Jefferson probably. For, for value over Thielen, yeah, um, especially that matchup, and ta- and, ta- and, and I think I, I think Tanny Hill is good for two throwing and one rushing almost every week. It, it, it's funny you bring, when you bring up Muhammad. It makes me well, one of the things I've wanted to do, and, and, and now that you brought that up, we're definitely going to do it. So once this once this football season ends, and again, this fantasy firebox is going to continue with baseball and basketball, but I would love to do a flashback fantasy draft 
Oh of, uh, of God and give us a ton, like a 25 year span. Our best like, teams okay. over the years. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and just like the names yeah. that Jimmy Smith's that we're going to yeah. pull out. And like just the names that we're going to pull out, like what Keenan McCardle, who, what, like, yeah. I mean, this is right. I mean, you think about it, you're going to yeah. be like, wow. Can right? I tell a quick Keenan McCardle story? Uh, well, go ahead. What's up? I interned with the, with the Redskins in 91. And okay. not a lot of people know this. He was, he was a Redskin to start his career. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah. He, he was a free agent pick out of UNLV with the Redskins. And as a lowly intern, I picked him up at the airport. He was shaking and nervous as hell. Get and out I, of here. Yeah, 1991, I drove Keenan McCardell from the airport to training camp. Check that out. You're yeah. like a celebrity. Well, 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 a lot of people didn't know he was a, he was a Redskin to start his career. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So you learned something new every day. I didn't even know you interned for the Washington. Uh, well, the Washington uh, was, football team. It, it was the Super Bowl years. It was it was hard because I still was a diehard Eagles fan, but I had to wear that ugly, you know, Redskins <laughs> garb. The maroon garb. Oh, that's yeah. great. John, who you got, buddy? Who's your lock of value this week at the quarterback position? I mean, can I just go Mahomes? I mean, <laughs> I, you know what? But no, I'm. You start. True, though. The, it's true. You build around you, them. Yeah. You look at the price points. Like, would I pay the extra five hundred for him over Wilson? Yes. What about the extra six hundred over Murray? Yes. Seven hundred over Watson? Yes. I love Herbert, but he's getting to be priced where he should be, where he was big time value for the past yeah. three weeks when I was riding him. Mm-hmm. Now he's creeping up into that 7,000. So he's a hundred less than 7,000. Do I, do I pay 1300 more for Mahomes just to, that's, that's my lock. Um, kind of a scapegoat way, but that's still my lock. And I may get, I, I kind of have him. I got him in a lineup already. Um, but, uh, and then, truthfully, my value, we touched on the receivers. Jared Goff at uh, 5,800. Um, yeah, under the radar, number. there's still games where, you know, they don't really need to pass, but it's a winning team. You got two receivers like that. And Higby still hasn't even hit his stride. You know, you got Gerald Everett rushing touchdowns in, the tight end. So, um, you know, that team's rolling. Look, at that, at that price point, he, he could be a good value. And they have what to bounce guys, back. They have to what, bounce back after last week, too. What do you yeah. guys think about Derek Carr at 5,800 against the Jets? And I know Derek Carr is not that fancy sensation, and he really put up a stinker last week. But I just against the Jets, I feel like me or you or any of us could go out there and pass for a couple touchdowns against them right now. But, I mean, you, would you go Derek Carr, $5,800? If you, if you do, the, the fear with that is is they shut it down early and start running the ball down your throat. Because it's a garbage game, so and that's that's the only concern I have. But there's no denying the value. And yeah, he can he can he can get two or three scores in that game. Yeah, I I just feel like uh, Jason, you got something on that game. Yeah, I would say absolutely not with Derek Carr. Um, I've played him (laughs) twice this year. One game he had four, and the other one he had nine. Yeah, Yeah. last week he had four (laughs) in every one of my cash games. Four freaking points. Ah, uh, see, that's that's yeah, just, so. just complete violation. See, it's funny yeah. because you know Dan mentioned Keenan Allen, and until this year, until this year, Keenan Allen was on my I will never play list again because he screwed me two years in a row by either getting injured. I took him high, and he never played, and I just said screw it. I said it's it's just not going to happen. I said I am not going to take 
a Keenan Allen in any league whatsoever. But, uh, but yeah, he's kind of redeems himself this year. Let's go right to running backs because I had a really hard time with this list this week. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, Leo Texas says, I'm a Falcons fan, and I played car last week. <laughs> Check that out. So he's a Falcon, and he played car. That's right, But he knows his, his defense sucks. That's what it is. That's You know what I mean? So he already knew. Unfortunately, Derek Carr did not play well at all. But the running backs to me, there wasn't a lot of value here. Uh, so, I mean, just going with the locks, and we've already talked about this. Uh, this is Derek Henry time. We both know it. I mean, I think you can look at the top. What, what, what's crazy to me is, you know, you have Derrick Henry sitting at 9,200, and then you have Nick Chubb is the next guy down at 7,700. That's a tremendous drop-off for a guy who I think can have just as big of a week this week as Derrick Henry. So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go with the against the grain like I always do, and I'm going to go Nick Chubb as my lock at 7,700 this week going up against Tennessee. I, I it, for Because in my opinion, I think he can put up Derrick Henry-like numbers this week. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, I really like Chubb. I was thinking the exact same way that, you know, that price differential yeah. for Cook and Henry is just crazy. And I started, but, you know, we just talked about Tennessee. And if they're playing down, is it going to be a Chubb game or is it going to be a Kareem Hunt game? Yeah, Hunt's going to share Which is what yeah. really put the, put, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I had Chubb in and I'm looking at, as we're taught, literally as we're talking about Tennessee. I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, this might be a hunt game. And looking at the price tag of uh, hunt at fifty four hundred, that's a that's a big difference, you know. And seventy seven is a pretty pretty big chunk if uh, you know you're gambling on game flow. That's a good point. I did, I did not even think of the you know the hunt factor in that game. I didn't. I just I you know I just know that Chubb. Is very susceptible to breaking off those big 70, 80 yard runs. And I just have a feeling that this is going to be that kind of game where it's like Henry goes for 75. Uh, now it's Hunt for 68, and it's like back and forth. So I'm kind of feeling that. What do you think, Jason? There's a couple of rules I, I play with when it comes to fantasy, and it's play Derrick Henry as the season goes along. That's yeah. always, yeah. it always seems to be the way to go. Last year, I wrote him down the stretch. I'm going to do the same exact thing this year. I liked him a lot better last week, like uh, John said. His price point last week was, I think, 7900 So that's a yes. huge jump in price, which he's going to garner ownership and he's expensive this week. My first instinct was Chubb, too, but I think I'm going to roll with probably Derrick Henry and then a lot of Eckler, too, as well this week. I, I, you know what? I like that. I like the Eckler move. I do. Um, you know, for I, I forgot to mention value, but for me, the only value play that I seen, in my opinion, uh, and again, this is a stretch because I didn't really see anything that stuck out to me, but. I don't know how healthy Josh Jacobs is going to be. Uh, it's not a high ankle sprain. It's an ankle sprain, so I'm not sure how healthy he's going to be. But I'm looking at Devontae Booker, that $5,300 number, going up yeah. against the Jets. I like that, uh, too. Right, yeah, you know, I mean, he just, I, I just feel like this could be another game that gets out of hand, and you know, they might just say, you know what, why even play Josh Jacobs this game, right? And just give it to Devontae Booker, who John Gruden loves. You know what's funny too about Josh Jacobs? I saw this stat. I forget where I even saw it. I was reading the other day. If he has any sort of injury tag in front of his name, he is god awful in fantasy. Like, really, it's the most weird stat in the world. But yeah, I read it somewhere the wow. other day. Wow, he's uh, got a cue. He's got a cue. So he had a cue last week, too, and he was terrible. So 
I don't know. They they said like check the past two years and it's one hundred percent accurate. So yeah, check that pretty- out. Check that yeah. out. So Dan, you like? I see you shake your head for that Booker name. You, do you like well, that value this week? Yeah, one game I caught with Booker. He 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 would be a a nice back on a lot of teams. So he he's he's an athletic kid. I I yep. do like him a lot. Um, my the backs that I like though would for value and performance this week. I really like James Robinson. I I I just think he's an under the radar un, unsung running back this year. He, he, just pro- he, he just produces. And I and I have a gut feeling. I don't know if it's worthy mm-hmm. of having a gut feeling, but I think I think Chris Carson got some of the rust out against the Eagles. And I, I, I think he's gonna be the, the man against the Giants. I, I I listen, not just from a fantasy perspective. I love lots of Chris Carson play, man. That that boy he's is tough. At, yes, he yeah, just runs cool. through walls, man. Uh, you know, he's never done his legs, never stopped moving. Uh, you know, I respect the hell out of him because, you know, he, oh, he's seventh round pick, right? Was he seventh round pick? Or I think he was he was a late, late round pick. It might have been seventh round. Uh, I'm going to have to Google that while I, uh, we go to John because I'm pretty sure that's it. But, you know, he, he he's worked for everything he's been given. Yeah. So uh, I really do like Watson play. John, who do you got? Locks and values, running backs. Well, yeah, I was I was stuck on the locks, uh, you know. So I'll tell you the I'll go with two semi values. Wayne Gallman at fifty six hundred. I don't care. That guy is just scoring touchdowns, and he yep. has the backfield all to his own. We've touched on that enough about volume. Until Gallman doesn't score a touchdown, I want him in at fifty six hundred. And I talked as we were on the show out of Chubb onto Hunt at fifty four hundred. Yeah, he's still getting double digit carries no matter what the game flow is. And if they're losing, it's going to be less of Chubb and more of Hunt. I have them both on the same fantasy team, so I believe me, I know how they perform. <laughs> week to week. I love I love the Goldman the Goldman pick. Yeah. And John, you remember this? Remember when we were on this show, and I specifically said, and you agree with me? I said, listen, I don't care who Devonta Freeman is. You need to pick up Wayne Goldman because eventually he's yeah. going to take this backfield over, whether he's injured or not. He's just he's the better back. He's uh, Devonta Freeman's done. He showed you that he had a he had, listen. He had a flash. Right, he gave you a flash, and uh, but then when they start to use him a little more, he start getting nicked up again. He start going now. He ain't coming back. He's done. Right, I'm not worried about Alfred Morris. I'm not worried about Deion Lewis. I, I like Wayne Goldman a lot. That's a good pick. You know who's yeah. a good value this week too? Um, we kind of bashed on him last week, and he had a really good game. David Montgomery, 50, yes, uh, 5,500 against the Lions' awful run defense. He, that that's a smash play for me this week. I think I that's like a really that. good value. Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I was watching that that Chicago game, and when he broke off that seventy-five yard run, and it, yeah. and I I, I I was like, man, me and Jason just killed this guy, <laughs> and all of a sudden he wants to go off for seventy-five yards in the first carry. I even bet the under on him. It was like sixty-seven yards or something. I was like, yeah. there's no way he stinks, and I lost in the first friggin' play, man. I was so pissed. So, so pissed. he's on my he's on my best ball team. So I was loving it. I was like running yeah. to my living room. I was so pumped. 
<laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. By the way, Chris Carson, seventh round pick, number 249. I thought it was a late round pick. I was pretty sure it was a seventh round pick. So that, that, that man, he is on a mission 100%. Um, swinging right over to wide receivers. And I, I love, this is my favorite category. Like John knows I forget about the tight ends because I, I fall in love with the wide receivers, right? Because I'm always trying to find those diamonds in the rough, no pun intended, even though it's my segment on Mondays. But um, I'm looking at, uh, you know, lock, listen. I don't think any of us can disagree and say Devontae Adams has to be your lock every single week at the wide receiver position. I, I mean, I think it's for me. I think, it, like John said, starts with Mahomes. For me, it starts with Devontae Adams. Uh, you put him in and you work everybody else around him. It just doesn't matter. The guy, he, he gets every – Aaron Rodgers loves Devontae Adams, and we've seen this over the years. With We've seen it with Greg Jennings. We've seen it with Javon Walker. All right? we, we, we've seen how at, you know Aaron Rodgers just zones in on these top guys. Devontae Adams is a beast, whether he's running a slant, whether he's running going inside, outside, down the seam, outside post. It doesn't matter. He's doing everything. So for me, he's my lock. Now, value play. I like a couple guys. One of them I like is Keelan Cole with Jacksonville at 3,800. I know it's Mike Glennon throwing the ball. I get it. But Minnesota's uh, pass defense is not very good. 26th against, uh, you know, uh, uh, for fantasy wide receivers. So even though Mike Glennon's throwing the ball, $3,800 Keelan Cole for me. I like it. And I like Denzel Mims at 4,100 for the Jets. And, and again, I understand that, you know, the the, the, the carousel they have going around, uh, you know, in, in New York Jets. Thank God it's not Flacco anymore. Uh, it is Darnold. But listen, they're going to be from behind. They're always going to throw the ball. Doesn't matter. And Mims is getting six to seven tall. Target. So for forty one hundred, I don't think you could do any worse. John, what do you think, buddy? Um, you know, Devontae Adams. I know it's great. I'm very interested to see uh, on the Eagles standpoint with Darius Slay and how he just got abused and Jim Schwartz's game plan. Now you're going up against Devontae Adams. What are you going to do different? What is, I mean, what is this matchup going to yep. be? I mean, I'm, I'm that's just more the fan in me than no, I'm not paying that money for Devontae Adams. Not this week, sorry. What? No, what? Really? Nine thousand is just a hard thing to swallow. I mean, look, no doubt he's the best in the league, but two weeks in a row with nine targets—that's not <laughs> going to get you up to your uh, nine thousand dollar price tag. So for me, it's too rich. I will take DK Metcalf at eighty-two hundred. That would be the guy that I like. I'm not paying up for Tyreek or Adams, but give me 800 less a DK. I'll, I'll go there. I like it. I like it. Dan, what do you got, buddy? Um, I like. I well, if we're going if we're going for value, you know, you know I love you know Keenan Allen, and and I, I got I got Devonte Adams in all my lineup. Um, I have one lineup with Adams, Cooper Cup, and my hopeful sleeper to squeeze in there was Kiki Kuti. Oh, look at that. I like that name. So I'm I'm hoping that I think he's 4,500, 30, with 3,500. I'm off the top of my head. I, I don't know. He's, he's, yep, I'm looking at him right now. 3,500. Yeah. I, I, I yep. he's a second man now. Yes. Um, and I, I like, uh, um, Corey Davis is 5,100. And, uh, you know, Park, Parker and Landry, I like as well. 
I, I like the coup. When you texted me that, uh, I think it was today, when you mentioned, I was like, yeah. wow. It's a, it's a great fight because, you know, no Will Fuller, right? Uh, you know, yeah, you saw Randall Cobb, right? You, but but at the, Randall Cobb's not going to step into that electrifying. No, he's out. Role. He's out. He's out. Oh, he's out too? Yeah, oh, he's out. So Even better. Stills, yeah. And, and don't and don't and don't lean and skills skills originally and don't don't even think about the the tight ends in that game because Indianapolis shuts them down. They've <clears> given <throat> up they've given up one touchdown all year to tight ends. They, uh, so there goes my. So, I'm a big Jordan Atkins yeah, guy yeah, for like twenty five hundred. No no no. Well, <laughs> listen for, for that price, you know you know let him let him get let him give up their second touchdown of the year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough play against the Colts defense. They're ranked fourth, I believe, overall in the past. I, yeah, I, I I didn't know that stat, so that's a good stat to look at because uh, you know John knows I hate tight ends, so they're yeah. like my last pick every time when I do my lineup. John's always reminding me, "Hey, can we get some tight end talking here?" Like I'm always forgetting the tight end. Yeah, dude, that's Ebron played nice today. <laughs> that's, dude, that's a huge money saver. Or you know, is it worth paying up? Yeah, I know. I just always forget about them. I'm sorry. They're like <laughs> kickers to me. What can I say? Um, you know, just not Jake Elliott. But uh, nah, I'm sorry, uh, Jason. What do you think, buddy? Who you got as your lock and your values? So for my lock of the week, um, it's not really too bold of a claim, but DK Metcalf. I just love the guy. Um, he's an absolute monster. I'm gonna go Metcalf and or Allen and probably every one of my lineups. Yeah. And then for my value, my boy T Higgins. I know that the quarterback situation is a mess in Cincinnati right now, but. T. Higgins at forty six hundred dollars. He's it's just one of those situations where the guy's too good for his price. I feel like so I'm going to be rolling with a lot of T. Higgins this week. I like T. Higgins. I do. You stole uh, my you, you stole my Denzel Mims also. So uh, I, I see, at least we're thinking on the same page. I play Mims what, every week. Well, what, right, exactly. One one of the guys that, that that has really stuck out to me, and he continues to be a really good value. I mean, this is a bare bones value, obviously, but you know, Lavisca Chanel. Uh, you know, out in Jacksonville, because if you watch him, they use him all over the place. I mean, Dan talked about it with, with Robert Woods earlier. I mean, we watch these kind of receivers. I mentioned Curtis Samuel. These kind of guys that could do, they're, they're multifaceted and they're multi-talented when it comes to offensive production. So I, I love what they do with Chenault, especially now that Mike Glennon, who absolutely stinks, is quarterback in that team. And they're going to have to do some trickery. So, I, I you know, he's going to be doing a lot of different things kind of like they use Cordell Patterson just, you know, in Chicago, just a little more. So $3,600, he consistently under thirty five and 3600 So he's another guy you could use for your flex. And another guy before we go, I got to match this Gabriel Davis. He, yeah. You know, I, I've been all over him for the last couple of weeks. And to John Brown, I, you know, I don't know if John Brown's going to play again this year. It, it, yeah, he's, yeah. You know, I, I, he's already out again next week. I he they say he's going to be out for multiple weeks, and and looking at this team, he could be out for the rest of the season. So, you know, Gabriel Davis is slowly becoming a really nice go-to guy. Uh, you know, for Josh Allen because Stephon Diggs is obviously he's garnering all the attention. So, uh, you know, he didn't have a great week last week, and who catches the thoughts now? Gabriel Davis, another guy you get for under thirty-five hundred. I mean, these guys. I love looking at these receivers and looking at these values because there's so many. And if you listen, if you just hit all one, I mean, you're, you you could still get AJ Green for thirty-one hundred. AJ Green, no matter who's throwing on the ball, you know the odds are for. 3,100 and getting a touchdown are pretty high. Yeah, uh, you, you know, know so, right? 
Well, yeah, you would think until I had that same thought last week and he got me a freaking goose egg. So, yes, it, it makes all the sense in the world, but it did last week. And yeah. It didn't work out. So, so John, so John agrees with the DraftKings value chart. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I had that exact same mentality. I'm like, that quarterback is going to rely on his old veteran receiver. This is, has to be a lock as a cheap play. Stuck them in for a big fat zero in my best lineup. <laughs> that is the worst. It's the worst when you get a goose egg. I hate the goose egg, man. 100%. I hate it. Uh, Al, checking in. What's up, Al? How you doing, buddy? Um, let, let, let's go to John's famous category. And I'm going to let John start this off. Here we go, John. Yeah. John, 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 take the tight end way. Take the tight end category away for me, buddy. Well, I, look, my lock at quarterback was Mahomes. And I said I'm not paying up for Tyreek. And when you look at the production that Kelsey provides at the tight end position, I mean, he's he's had at least eight catches for four, I don't know, at least four weeks in a row, all right? Three weeks with over 100 yards, two touchdowns during that time. I mean, that's production. I mean, I don't care what position it is. If you get any of those numbers out of Keenan Allen three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row, I mean, it's well worth the 7300 price tag. Um, typically I don't go that high, but if I'm going Mahomes, I'm pairing them up with Kelsey. Um, but I really like Dallas Goddard at 4,300 this week. I mean, he's the number one guy. We all know that, um, you know, for, for the Eagles and a close second would be, um, uh, Gusecki at 4,300 or 4,200. So like if that is, if Fitzpatrick plays. Only if oh, so you don't like you don't like Gasecki if two a place. No. Interesting. No. I Interesting. also like I also like Parker if Fitzpatrick plays. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, I like that. Jason, what do you think, man? For the tight end position, I'm gonna go with my old trusty friend Hunter Henry. Uh he had ten targets last week, at least six targets in each of the last four weeks. So I think forty eight hundred is too cheap for him. Uh he's really finding his stride right now, so I like him a lot. Um, I also, for a value, um, I like Robert uh, Tanyan, yeah. 3,700. It seems like he's really getting involved in the Packers passing game, and it, I think that's a good cheap stacking option along with Rodgers. So those are especially, my two favorite plays of the week. Especially against the Eagles. Uh, and Leo right. checking it says, is, is Ertz back off IR? Yes, as of today, he was activated. Him and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, but um, that's another topic for another day. Uh, so, yeah, so it brings up the, the Goddard effect. You know, it, it, it is Ertz, you know, going to overshadow now Dallas Goddard's production? Uh, who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. I still don't trust anybody in the Eagles until I see Carson Wentz play better. It is what it is. So, Dan, tight end position, what do you got, buddy? Um, Tanya was stolen from me. Thank you, Jason. I, I love Tanya. I, I, I like that guy. Um, I like Burton still. Love Burton. He's at thirty five hundred. Um, Rudolph is at thirty four hundred, and I don't. I don't think Smith's going to be playing. The second tight end. Yeah, Irv. Irv yeah. Smith Jr. Irv. So, and and this is not a value pick, but I like big things from Evan Ingram again this week. Hmm. Um, he's I, playing the same defense Dallas Goddard just played against. Now, yeah, he doesn't have a great I quarterback like throwing to him, but he, he I think he's finding himself. And he's an expo- he, there, there are cert- there's certain tight ends. Like John mentioned Kelsey, which is a brilliant point to pair him up with Mahomes. I don't even look at Kelsey as a tight end. You know, there's certain people that they, they exceed the category. And, and Kelsey's one of them. 
Um, so when you, and I agree with you about devaluing the tight end, but not, not if you can plug Kelsey in there. Um, and, and, and it was, there was a time Waller was like that too, but now I've lost faith, faith in him. So right, right now, if you really take a step back, who, who is the real dominant tight end in football other than Kelsey right now? Yeah, I mean, because George, mean, George yeah. Kittle's injured, right? Yeah, so, uh, there's, just, there's, just, there's just no beast out there other than, Kel- other than Kelsey. So that's why it, it's a brilliant point to devalue tight ends other than Kelsey at this point because you just got to look at the matchups and um, and go from there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like diving deep into these low-budget tight ends. And, and, and the reason why is only because – you know, I, I start off so high. Like, I'm starting with big money guys, and by the time I get down to it, it's like, okay, who who's the $2,000 defense? I could care less. I'm plugging them in, whatever. Doesn't matter because as long as my high money guys produce, I don't I, I don't care what my defense does, right? But the tight end is where you can get tremendous value. Dan, you mentioned Trey Burton, and Trey Burton was one of my picks this week on a gambler because he is done everything for the Colts. And Frank Roy absolutely loves him. Philip Rivers absolutely loves him. Uh, He's always involved in the red zone. They've run more two tight end sense than anybody in football. And he's always, he's their number one tight end. And he's consistently under $4,000. Consistently. Another value this week, John Metz number earlier. He hasn't gotten a stride yet. Tyler Higby this week against Arizona, $3,400. To me, another great play. Austin Hooper, 3,800 against Tennessee. Uh, I mean, a, a game where I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So, uh, there's a, to me, the tight end category, just even though I always forget about it, and just, <laughs> just tremendous value, uh, you know, from, from a, a fantasy standpoint. Um, no doubt about it. Um, but one thing we like to do every week, we play a little fantasy roulette. And we got about five to ten minutes left. And, and and I cut this down. Me and John started this where we were doing eight. I cut it down to four last week with Jason. I really liked how that worked because especially now with four of us on the show and having the quad box, it gives us a, a little extra, you know, wordplay for each one of these guys. I, I do these images throughout the course of the day and throw them up. So I'm going to throw an image up on the screen. Two guys, and we'll see what you guys think. Either or, you know, who's going to have the better week, and that's that, That's basically where we go. So, we were speaking about the tight end, so let's just, we'll go right to the tight ends right off the bat, and we got, you know, the, the matchup of Dallas Goddard going up against Darren Waller. We mentioned both of these guys, right? We mentioned Goddard, who has been, you know, the productive guy for Carson Wentz, when he wants to actually hit him in stride, and then we have Darren Waller, who used to be an elite guy, but he's kind of fallen off the last four or five weeks. So, you know, Jason, I, I'll start right with you, man. Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, who gives us more points this week on the firebox? You know what? I'm going Goddard. Um, I like the value this week for him, and I don't like the fact that uh, Las Vegas is traveling across country. I know they're playing the Jets, who obviously are terrible, but I just don't have faith in him right now, um, especially traveling across the country, like I said. So, yeah, I'm going Goddard for sure. That's a great point. I like that. John, what do you think, buddy? Goddard. Waller, that offense is, you never know. One week, it, you know, it used to be that Carr would just feed Waller. That was it. Yes. Now you got yep. Aguilar showing up. You got Renfro showing up. You got Ruggs making plays. Jacobs, Booker running the ball. It, it's too unpredictable. I like that. Dan, what do you think, buddy? Well, I'm not playing either one of them this week, but. Um, <laughs> Hot take. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm I'll break the trend. I'm going to go Waller. I mean, the Jets are are 30th ranked passing defense, and the Packers are in the middle of the pack. No pun intended. And uh, I, I just. I just. Obviously, Waller has more upside. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with my gut and go Waller. Obviously, if we're talking strictly value, you go with Goddard. But if we're talking strictly points, I'm gonna go Waller. Yeah, I agree with Dan. I, I gotta go Waller because, again, it, you know, in, in any facet of the game, if if Zach Ertz is active and playing, he instantly becomes the number one target for Carson Wentz. We all remember where he had the electrifying year, okay, with 100-plus catches, even though it was for like 900 yards. But, right. Right? <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, he threw to him 10 times a game. So I yeah. just can't see all of a sudden him going away from that. And and Dan brings up the good point about we're playing the Jets. That You know, I, I know they're traveling across country, but they're playing the Jets who are, are garbage. They're absolute garbage. Garbage. So if there's any game that we That'll, need Waller to get back on, it's yeah. going to be this game right here. The Jets will wake you up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're like Folgers in your cup, man, 100%. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about wide receivers, man. And we mentioned this guy earlier tonight in Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, he, you know, I have him up against in the firebox, Brandon Cooks, who has become the number one wide receiver now because of the PD issue with Will Fuller. So here's what I want to say. Brandon Cooks has had a, a rejuvenated year this year. But part of that is because there was so much focus on Will Fuller, uh, who actually stayed healthy for once, but now we, it seems like we know why. But at the end of the day, you know, who do you go with? Do you go with the guy in Cooper Cup, or do you go with the guy who instantly becomes number one in Brandon Cooks? John, who are you going with this week on Firebox? Cooks. That was Cooks, easy. That's Cooks. Yeah, uh, Watson's going to throw for yards. He's a, he's his new number one receiver. End of story. We already said Cup is hit or miss. Cooks is the number one on a high-powered pass, passing offense. I like it. I like it. Dan, you agree? Yeah, I, I, lean, I lean Cooks, but, um, you know, again, in these uh, seventh-ranked passing defense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's the featured guy now, so – you. You got it. You got to go um, with the number one over, I guess, a one, a one A, one B. You just don't know with Cup from week to week. But it, yeah. it, it's it's not it's not a slam dunk by any means. I I, I could change my my, my mind tomorrow because I I kind of have a love affair for Cooper Cup. He's right up there with my uh, Keenan Allen situation. So <laughs> you know, if I could have those two, if I could, if, yeah, if, if I could put those two in my lineup, you know, and, and call it a day. And build around them. I, I I would do it a lot of weeks. Uh, I I agree. I agree. I I hear you. Uh, before I go to Jason, I'll just give my pick, and I'll just tell you that I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. And and the reason why I'm going to go with Cooper Cup is I'm not sold. Listen, Brandon Cooks' biggest issue coming in this year was he wasn't good enough to be a number one receiver without any help. So uh, even though he does become the guy, and even though Deshaun Watson will be throwing the ball, I just I, I have no confidence that the first time he gets elevated to that spot, he's going to produce. And and I think the Arizona Rams game, there's going to be fireworks in that game. I think they're going to throw yeah. the crap out of the ball both sides, and I think it's a Cooper Cup week, so I go Cooper Cup. Jason, what do you think? Kind of went back and forth on this one a little bit as you guys were talking, but I'm going to go Cooper Cup too. Um, like you said with Brandon Cooks, I worry about him being the vocal point of the the focal point of the defense. Um, he's getting like seven to ten targets right now, but that's with Fuller healthy. So I kind of worry about him as he's getting you know the number one corner from the other team and more focus on the defense. So yeah, I like Cup. 
And Tone, yeah. one one thing that is making me, like I said, I could change my, my mind tomorrow or actually right <laughs> now, is I is is again the number one the, the a top seven defense and a defense and a team that got destroyed by Tennessee. So they need to have a bounce back game in a playoff hunt. So nah, that's so, I, I, so I think that's why that's one reason I think Kuti might have a great day. Um, because they're going to really try to shut down the number one, but but again, it's no slam dunk. But it, it's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a tough one you threw up there. Yeah, well, you know, I try, I can't make it easy for everybody. No, you know I, I, mean, no I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But now, good points all across the board. Obviously, that's why we do these things because it's not just a like, hey, I want this guy. It's it's the analysis that all you guys bring, which everybody loves, which which makes these things extra special. So let's go to the running back position. And both these guys got mentioned tonight. It's, right? It's another good one. Another fireball. That's why we call it the firebox. Right? We have Nick Chubb going up against Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, again, we talked about, to me, it's a Nick Chubb. I'll just go first. Nick Chubb week. I'm I'm all in on Nick Chubb this week. I think he's going to, to take the, you know, he, he's going to take the initiative to say it's going to be me against Derek this week. And, and he, he's going to ball out. I do. I feel like, you know, this is definitely a week where he rushes for 160, 170 yards and he scores at least one touchdown. I feel that way, Nick Chubb. So, uh, you know, no offense to Austin Eckler, who I think definitely have a good week. I'm just Going with Chubb in the firebox this week. Dan, I'll come to you first this time, buddy. What do you think? Chubb or Eckler this week? Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go tough. Eckler. I'm going to go Eckler. I, 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 I do think – I think Hunt's going to steal a lot of Chubb's carries this week. I, I have a feeling about that. I don't I don't deny Chubb can go off, but Eckler's, Eckler's going to catch eight balls every game. That's, yeah, that's so, a good point. So I'm going to go steady Freddy versus, you know, is versus a, a guy that might. I mean, how many we we saw Hunt steal goal on carries when when they played the Eagles recently. So yes. so I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the steady guy, Eckler. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with going steady, man. It's like easy Fred Taylor, right? Steady Freddy. Um, Jason, what do you think, buddy? You know what's funny? Two hours ago, I would have said Nick Chubb until John talked me off of him about an hour ago. So I'm going Eckler, too. Um, I love both these guys this week, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I just too. like Eckler's upside a little bit more. And I think, especially I think Balazs is out again this week, or trending to be out again this week, and Jackson's out as well, too. So, yeah, I like Eckler to get a, a huge workload this week, so I like him going forward. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if both those guys are out, I mean, now you're looking at what do you have, Pope, and you have Joshua Kelly out there, right? I mean, it's not. Joshua yeah, Kelly's terrible. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, I, I just all I gotta say is you just never. Anthony Lynn is such a wild card. You just have no idea what he's gonna do week to week with anybody. So, uh, but it, it, it definitely helps the situation if if Balaj and Jackson are both out. John, who you, I, I, I had a feeling who you're going with, but go ahead, let me know who's in the firebox for you this week. Yeah, this is this is a really tough one. I mean, <laughs> Eckler, I I don't know. I just I didn't trust him getting the volume that I saw the first week back. It does look like they're content with Kelly being more of their goal line back. Look, Eckler is not going to get sixteen targets a week. All right, let's just lay that out there. I mean, that's it was. Great. He may get double digits every once in a while. I mean, it was just extreme. So I don't want to pay for last week's production. I will go Chubb, even though I think Hunt may have a little better day. 
look, even if Chubb gets 80 yards and gets in the end zone, I mean, that can happen even if, uh, you know, they got to start passing the ball in the second half. So I'm going Chubb. I like it. I like it. You 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 went with the Chubb love. I love it. Uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> Chubb love, man. Got the Chubb love. Yeah, we got to keep it straight. Uh, so let's finish up on this. Here's another good one. Right. So, again, we talked about both these guys tonight. Uh, you know, we have the, the inevitable Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, is he going to produce this week in the firebox against our man, Jared Goff, who we just talked about in a matchup where they're probably going to throw the ball a lot. So, John, I'm just going to go right back to you here, man. Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff, who you rolling with this week? Look, I, I had Goff as my guy at quarterback along with Mahomes, so I'm sorry. I'm sticking with my guy, even though I really do believe Cousins uh, will probably have a better day. But I'm going with Goff. Hey, you're being true. You're being loyal. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong. The ladies love that. Jason, what do you got, buddy? Um, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins as well. Um, I think – oh, no, sorry. He went with Goff, so not as well. But I'm going with Kirk <laughs> Cousins. Uh, 27 and 30 points the last two weeks. I like the way that, that team, the whole team in general is rolling right now, and I love his weapons. So Kirk Cousins for me. Yeah, I'm with you, Jason. I, I, you know, I like the fact that he gets Adam Thielen back this week. I like the fact that they're playing at home. I like the fact that they're going up against Jacksonville, who's not very good. And like you said, 27-30. I think this is a 35-36 point week uh, for Kirk Cousins. I, I do. I think he's feeling it right now, and then and then he's going to drop off. You know, he always has these. Yep three or four game stretches, and this is going to be his trifecta, and he's probably going to fall. So I'm going to ride Kirk Cousins again this week. Dan, what do you got between Goff and Cousins? I have Cousins as slam dunk, um, and, I, and I love Goff. The reason I always love Goff is because of the wood, Woods and Cup factor because generally those guys are always productive. But I, I love Cousins this week, and, and I've already plotted him in a few of my lineups. That's great, man. I, I, lo- I, I love it. I have a feeling it's going to be a Cook game. Cook or it's Madison. Not- yeah, it could be, John. You're you're right. I, mean, it, I know you're saying ninety percent of the time that's what holds Cousins down because they mm-hmm. want to run the rock and he doesn't have enough volume to sustain it. You know what I mean? So he's had these two weeks in a row, and now you know I'm thinking the opposite of you guys. Now you're playing this Jacksonville team. I see it as more of a, a running attack. You know, once the blowout happens. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, no. <laughs> if we knew the way that the games were going to go, one hundred percent, we'd be millionaires by now. Yes, know? we would. You know That's a great point, though, about Cousins. He threw the ball forty-five times last week. How often is Kirk Cousins going to throw the ball 40, 45 times? Not very often, right? So no. do we expect thirty. You know, right? What he did last week, game. probably not. Yeah, but 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 the thing is though with, with Kirk Cousins, I I don't think he needs to throw the ball forty times to score thirty six points because he did that last year. He throwing there was games where he was scoring thirty plus points only throwing the ball twenty three twenty four times. He was just that efficient, and that and and that's the difference. If he could be efficient, especially down between you know between the twenty and the red zone, uh, you know that's the thing. I mean, it, listen, I, I agree with John. You just never know when they're just going to lean on Cook and they're going to lean on Madison's lean on a running game. Uh, but but I feel like this is a game where, uh, like I told you, Cook 
you know, he got nicked up a little bit last week. I, I don't know. You know, he did come back in the game. I get it. But at the end of the day, I think this opens up with a long drive. You know, either it's going to be Thielen or Justin Jefferson with a 60 or 65-yard touchdown right off the bat. It's going to get Kirk Cousins going. And I think it's going to go have the adverse effect. I, I think it's going to keep going that way. And then they run the ball and it becomes a Dalvin Cook show. So I'm going to lean on Kirk Cousins in this one. Uh, but listen, either or, I think they both have a pretty solid game from a DFS standpoint. That's for damn sure. Uh, but everybody, listen, we, uh, an hour and a half. I, I love it. Uh, you know, I, I want to stick to this show under an hour and a half, which was great. Uh, we had some technical difficulties in the beginning. Um, I've been working some things uh, through some things as as we are doing the show now. Uh, you know, for some reason, you know, for anybody who uses different software, when it doesn't work right, it kind of sucks. So uh, my phones are blowing up. I apologize. There's a bunch of comments that have not come through. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but again, we'll get to them again next week. We'll, we'll get them online and on again. Bring it on Sundays at nine thirty. Uh, you can hear Fox being on Fox Sports a Gambler doing a fancy segment. Uh, you can hear Saturday night. Uh, my man Jason uh, went three and seven last week. Jason on the prop bets, three and four. Three or four, right, three or four, not wrong with that, right? Over 50%, you can't beat that. So first ever gives you, you know, in under five minutes, quick hits, that's what we do here uh, at Heat Ratio Sports, which is great. Uh, as always, John, for, for being, a, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Calm, as always, just right. Uh, he is the calm of the storm. And, and Dan, for the first time on the show, can't wait to get yeah. him back next week. Think he did a tremendous job. Uh, you know, I told you, Dan, Dan, it's not that tough, man. I'll tell you. It's not that tough. Let me worry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But for everybody, I appreciate, again, Jason, where can they find? Let them know what you got going on, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Um, all about the birds. We do a fantasy and gambling podcast every Thursday night, eight thirty, and then I also do an article each week uh, for all about the birds on Fridays with my DFS plays. Love it, man. Love it. Keep doing some good things, good things. And as always, you can see, see me and John here. You know, at Heat Ratio, Heat Ratio Sports. We went live last night. Uh, you know, get, catch me again tomorrow on the Gambler. Uh, you know, final judgment segment was Tuesday. Was pretty good. Uh, and then again Saturday, you can catch me. At, around 1030 uh, on the Gambler live with Joe Torty and Pat Callahan this week of football uh, brought to you by Parks Casino. And then on Sunday, I will be on the Gambler studio at 930 doing some fantasy football talk. But as always, Leo, thanks. Great show, guys. I appreciate you tuning in, my man. You were one of the comments that actually got in. I do appreciate that. Uh, we love the audience without the followers. And again, like I always say, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week.